Yo, what's up, guys? We got another episode of uh, the Cheesy and Mocha podcast. I mean, it's been a few weeks, um, but we're back. We got we got a lot to catch up on. I mean, there's been a decent amount of action. Um, should be an exciting podcast. Yeah, we got a little bit of a, a break in between the three weeks that we've missed, and a lot has happened. Um, just in MSPA in general. So we were going to talk about it and voice out our thoughts on what's been going on and talk about legacy for a little bit today. Right. Yeah. We're going to, um, we're going to go over some commiss changes that affect the entire league, but, and some rule changes, but, um, we're going to mostly focus on legacy, uh, today. And then maybe next week we'll get to, uh, Pandora and they'll be about in the same, uh, same week as legacy is now so starting off we're gonna get some we have commish changes i mean we've uh, over the past um season there's been a lot of changes with i mean brian stepped down um just because he didn't want to play madden anymore so then we got uh recently solely quit madden um he had a little bit of a rage quit mode <laughs> moment. Uh, he was playing our game of the week, even. Uh, that game was pretty rough against uh, Fit. And he quit right after that game, left the Discord. <laughs> like, yeah, even rage quit the Discord. Uh, but he's at, he's at least back in the Discord now. I mean, he's. I would, I would be surprised if he didn't put himself back on the wait list, honestly. Um... But yeah, so Soli was one of the commissioners, and he he uh, quit, and then Kush also stepped down. Um, probably just just focus more on uh, his YouTube and stuff like that. But uh, our two new commissions uh, give a congrats to Grady and Kalk. Uh, Grady is the uh, he's the uh, Cle- Cleveland Browns and Legacy, and the uh, Minnesota Vikings and. Pandora and Calc uh, has been kind of off and on in the league, but came back as the legacy Washington Redskins uh, recently, and he's already a commish. So, real excited for both those guys, and honestly, should probably be a lateral change. I trust both these guys to do a good job. Yeah, well, I wanted to, um, I wanted to touch up on the. Uh, the Sully quitting, actually, because, I mean, I don't think, I said this to you before we started, like, I don't think any of us just really expected that to happen. I mean, he literally just quit. Like, he he was playing the, on the primetime game. He, he got blown out. It was a hard loss. And it's just like, the next thing you know, like, he, he just completely disappears, vanishes off the face of the earth, and we're all just like, what the hell just happened? And I was, I was just pretty surprised because I, Sully is, you know, like we all love Sully. Uh, he's a great guy. He was a great commissioner. He always did the grimy work. Um, he was always a huge help, at least to me personally. He was a huge help. Um, and he and I have had many conversations and DMs back and forth. And I just, it's sad to see him go. Um, so I hope everything's going well with him. And um, as far as Kush quitting, I also found that surprising just because, you know, Kush's hiring was strictly because he has a YouTube channel. And he brings in all of the viewers and he brings in a ton of players. And um, I guess what it came down to is he wanted to, fo- it's like you said, he wanted to focus on his Pandora and legacy teams and focus on his YouTube channel. His heart just wasn't at being a commissioner and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so with that being said, they introduced Grady and Calc and I have talked to them both and congratulated them both. I think those are both very, very good additions to the commissioner team. Um, uh, the great thing about Grady is I think, um, He's, he's the type of guy that's just going to tell you how it is, no matter what, no matter who you are. Um, and I think you I think you need somebody like that, especially in a higher uh, chain of command. You just need somebody that's 
not going to give a fuck or care who you are, regardless of, you know, like if you broke a rule or whatever, like he, he's gonna, he's gonna get on your ass. And we just, we just need somebody like that. Um, I feel like Nick is the same way. And uh, so it's just good to have those two together in the commissioner spot. And I, I think um, Calc is a great hire as well. He always has amazing ideas. Um, he's very passionate about the league. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited that we get Calc and Grady as our two new commissioners. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a very, um, I mean, interesting time in MSBA. There's a lot of change, but, uh, should be good going forward. Um, I mean, speaking of changes, we got a lot of changes in legacy. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of changes in, uh, Pandora as well, but we'll get to that one, I think, next episode. Um, yep. Some legacy team changes. We got... Uh, so, with Soli leaving, that left Detroit open, and um, we really we wanted to get a, uh, you know, a user we know is going to stick there for a while, and um, wants to carry on, you know, the legacy of uh, the great loss, uh, Wayne try to carry that team potentially to a Super Bowl back to greatness you know so country came we got him came over from New England and he, he's taking the reins on Detroit now so that left New England open and Kylo Ren who was the Eagles in uh in Pandora has been wanting to get into legacy for a while now so he gets to take over the New England Patriots um and then Chef, uh, his heart wasn't really in the in the league as much. He didn't doesn't really like Madden too much. Um, so he uh, decided to step down from Denver again. And we got you. You got to take over a, a legacy team again yep. now. Yep, we're back. Very exciting. Uh, had to had to step down from playing with the Chargers for for some personal reasons, and I was very. Uh, very upset when I had to do that just because I really enjoy um, playing in this league regardless of it of the game being Madden with how fucking terrible it has been this year but I'm just happy that I get to um, compete in Legacy again because Legacy is the heart of MSPA and I'm just excited <laughs> nothing really much to say yeah uh, joining that competitive AFC West again, um, and then we yeah. also got a new Green Bay user. I don't. I think he's been here since the beginning of the season, but I don't think we mentioned it. Maybe in the last uh, the last episode, um, Green Bay is now D Rude. Um, I think, or or maybe just Drude if you say it all together. I don't really know how it's uh, <laughs> how he says it. I mean, he has he doesn't talk. It doesn't appear he talks too uh too much in the in general chat. I mean, if I'm I'm not sure if he'll watch this, but I mean, if you I mean it's a cool community. If you want if you want to pipe up and just share anything, I mean, people are nice enough. I mean, might have to deal with some uh, sarcastic comments from drunk and uh, some gifts from mayor. <laughs> And then, I mean, just beware of uh, Midnight Grady, but... Midnight <laughs> Grady. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you don't, ha you don't have to talk too much to be a part of this community, but, yeah, if you ever want to, you know, just get, I mean, get to know the people more and let us get to know you more. You can talk a little bit more. Alright, I mean, that wraps up the legacy team changes. Uh, should be exciting. I think all these all these teams have some pretty solid users now that might, that'll probably stick for a while. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we got some rule changes, actually, that, uh, uh, that affect both leagues. So, first yeah. one, um, this one's not exactly a rule change. Um, it was more like a PSA um, about because after long discussions in the commission chat about potentially putting in a rule, we um, decided against it and just to see if we can like put out a, you know 
a uh, try and run with your backup running backs more um, and just see if people follow that a little bit better, right? So um, we put out that it could become a rule in the future, but it appears that a lot of people, especially a lot of the people uh, we personally contacted about like not running with their backups enough, um, seems like they're doing a lot better this season. Uh, and I don't know if it'll become a problem again, but yeah, I think it's, I mean, personally, it's nice to see people spread the ball around. I'm a fan of not just seeing, you know, the same person get the ball 30 times a game, but, uh, what are your thoughts on the rule? I, it's, it doesn't matter too much to me. I wasn't, you know, having the Cleveland Browns and having Nick Chubb, obviously you want the ball in Chubb's hands more than anybody else on that offense. But even then, like I wasn't, I wasn't giving Chubb 30 carries a game every single night. Like to me, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me personally because I I'm the same way. I like spreading the ball. I like seeing people spread the ball and using their full uh, depth chart. Um, I think this rule was implemented for specific people and I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but um, there were certain people who were kind of abusing, you know, running their running back 25, 30 times a game. And right. uh, I feel like because a few of these people were doing this, that it kind of, brought this whole discussion up to begin with and Nick was and Nick was going full blown spreadsheet on us in the rep chat of course and uh he came he came up with the stats that he came up with and you know we're a sim league and it is realistic to see backup running backs have more carries and be implemented into an offense more than not. So I I like the rule. It makes sense. It follows the guideline of being a sim players association so i'm okay with it personally i mean i th i'd like to give maybe some uh users that aren't reps obviously um maybe a little bit of a dive into what our discussions were like um and what i <laughs> i think personally uh there was a lot yeah trust me when we say we discuss this rule this was like a two week long discussion and at times there were like 300 messages in one day, if not more. <laughs> um, like <laughs> there was a lot of different opinions on this. Um, people like Nick were some of the hardest ones on this rule. I mean, they thought that we should implement like a rule and then keep a percentage, so that like uh, whatever your running back or like like your total running back carries for the season, your backup mm -hmm. has to have 20 percent of those at least. Your backups. Right. It doesn't have to be just be one guy, but um, I wasn't really for this. Um, and then we had other people. I mean, Kush wasn't really for this, and I you kind of used him as my main example of why I didn't really like this rule. Um, in my opinion, it's it doesn't because in a world where stamina doesn't exist. And players don't have to come out because they're tired. Why would you ever take your main running back out right. in real life? Um, right. But people do get tired. So, for me, why does it matter if your top running back is getting rest? Um, if he's on the sideline, why does it matter if you're passing the ball or running the ball with your backup? And obviously, if you, you're passing the ball, your backup's not going to get the ball every time. But your your starter's still getting rest. So, it should, so, in my opinion, that was the main reasoning for it being, if we w did implement a rule, it being um, like a snap percentage. Right. But, um, I mean, obviously, that doesn't fix, like, because if you never run with your backup running back when he's spelling your your uh, top running back that doesn't really fix the carry percentage but at that point I feel like that's just um, that's just on the, the user that's 
putting in their backup running back and then never running with them? Because then that just makes it easy for the defense to say, hey, and I'll, I'll use Cushion as an example because he was a perfect example of this. Whenever Jonathan Taylor is in, he runs the ball like 70% of the time. And then he puts Naeem Hines in every time he's in shotgun and he's passes the ball 90% of the time. So why would I ever, like, it's just on, I feel like at that point it's on the user who's playing defense to just use their brain and say, right, yeah, if Naeem Hines is in, I'm going to play pass. And if Jonathan Taylor's in, I'll play more run. So, I mean, that was my logic, at least. I feel like it's a little bit, like, pandering to users that can't make that distinction um, if you implement a rule that, like, you have to run with your back or running back. In my opinion, that was just my take on the rule. Yeah, I mean, I... I yeah. I you was go. just gonna say I agree with you. Like, it, it's, it is on the defender 90% of the time if if Kush is throwing Hines in and you you know in the back of your mind that he's most likely not going to run the ball. Um, however... I mean, you can make that same point for a lot of other rules that we have, like running the like running the same play. Like, it should be on the defender if they can't stop an RPO bubble screen. Like, I couldn't stop against Pittsburgh last night. He ran he ran the bubble screen on me at least ten different times, and instead of complaining like a little bitch saying he ran the same play, I was more pissed at myself for not adjusting and making the right play. Not the point, but I'm just. I don't have much to add on to what you're saying because I agree. I mean, I think the rule is um, necessary to an extent. I think, you know, like it helps at least. I mean, it, it kind of it can benefit your offense. You know, like if if your running back is getting 30 carries a game and he's doing that for 16 games a season and potentially playoffs, like. Isn't is there progress is there is there a progressive fatigue in franchise? I don't know if there is or not. I don't believe so. You don't believe? Uh, well, I was gonna say it would be realistic if there was. Because yeah, it would be was. realistic if by if you run your running back four hundred times by the time you get to playoffs, he's like just slow. He he has negative five speed. Like <laughs> right, like, like imagine yourself being on a football team and getting that many carries every single week like right. wouldn't you feel worn down once the season starts to draw to an end like i just feel like by the time playoffs came i, I guess that's why professionals get paid so much is because they have to really stay in shape for an entire season i mean that's part of being an athlete but like i just couldn't imagine myself having that heart that that big of a load to carry and just consistently being 100% going into every single week, especially in the game of football where it is highly physical and um, very just smash mouth type of sport. Like it's, I think the rule is necessary and it's sim, but I also think the rule was only implemented because certain people were abusing that power. That's right. really how I look at it. And just to clarify, it's not like an actual rule. It was just more of a PSA we put out so far. Right, right. That could become yeah. a rule later. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I, I've never really uh, thought about having like progressive fatigue through a season. That might be a cool feature EA could implement in Madden 24 or Madden 2040. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that, right. that would make too much sense. So Yeah, that would make a little bit too much sense, right? <laughs> Alright, well, yeah, enough, that, enough about that rule, I think. That, that was a fucking hard topic. To yeah, that, that, I mean, we could go on for that for a while. We could get <laughs> Nick on here and we could argue for an hour. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to move on. Next one that just got implemented, like, yesterday or the day before... Um, you're not allowed to cancel play action anymore unless you're facing immediate pressure. And, I mean, yeah. I'm a fan of this rule. I feel like you should 
have to go through with the entire play action. It's a, I do believe it's a little bit cheesy to just be able to immediately get out of the play action and have the like same effect of doing the full play action. Um, my only problem <laughs> is that I would literally every single time I run a boot play is I cancel the play action because of how poorly Madden blocks the edge defender that you're rolling towards. Um, like, it's just your tackle 80% of the time is going to mess up the block that you're rolling towards. Um, the, the block on the edge defender that you're rolling towards. Uh, and so, I mean, even if it doesn't, like, but it doesn't always result in instant pressure. And plus, you're, like, even if your tackle did block it good, the, the, like, play action, the full boot animation is just bad. It just puts you in a bad spot. <laughs> so, like, I would always cancel it just so I can, like, maneuver myself out of the pocket, if that makes sense. So, like, I mean... Honestly, I might not call any more boot plays after this. <laughs> I I don't trust. I I already barely trust boot plays. Um, but yeah, it's I don't think I can trust them anymore. Having to go through with the entire boot animation and then getting sacked immediately. I I personally thought this was already a rule. Cancel. They're not being allowed to cancel play action. I think I also told you that, but uh. I mean, and once again, it's realistic. I mean, you don't see people, you don't see quarterbacks canceling fucking play actions in real life, but at the same time, you don't see the right tackle 90% of the time absolutely just biffing the block. Right. Whichever way you're running the, the bootleg. So, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And it happened to me yesterday. Fumbled the rock against Pittsburgh, um, running a bootleg, and it was super frustrating, but. That is a price you can pay in Madden when you run a bootleg. And it really sucks that it works like that because it's not realistic at all. And bootlegs can be a big part of, especially for me, it can be a big part of my offense. I mean, Anyone with a mobile quarterback, it should be a part of your, bootleg should be a part of your offense, in my opinion. If you have a quarterback Absolutely. with at least 80 speed, you should be running bootlegs for three to five times a game at least absolutely and baker mayfield if you watch the browns he is better throwing the ball on the run than he is standing in the pocket so how do you help with that you run bootlegs and if you can't run bootlegs well i can't really utilize my quarterback strengths so yeah i mean canceling play actions it can be cheesy especially if you have like lamar jackson and you can just scramble out of the pocket so so quickly but i mean that i I feel like that's almost something that should have gone without being said it's not realistic to cancel a play action regardless of what the results are going to be you make the play call and your tackle misses the block and that's that so right i do think (laughs) it's a very good rule against or at least for um cuz like uh, on a lot of long developing plays it's very beneficial to just cancel the play action so that you could get into your reads faster like anytime the running back is on our like little flat route at right mm-hmm. afterwards it's so beneficial to just to just cancel it and dump it off to him really fast right. um and not just go through the entire animation. But uh, that's also che- kind of cheesy, in my opinion. That's where I feel like the rule's good. Bootlegs are where it har- it's harmful, in my opinion. But it's 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 fine. I think it's, well, a good, it's a good rule that a lot of people, like... Uh, Bobby, uh, the Jet- Legacy Jets user, Pandora, uh, Miami user, was really was the one who brought it up in the first place because he was facing, um, I mean, not really like trying to call anyone out, but he was facing the Kylo, the New New England user, and he was canceling all play actions. And Bobby just thought it was against the rules of Je- already, like you, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not like, Bo- like Bobby, or rather, Ky- Kylo didn't think he was a... 
Shiloh obviously wasn't breaking any rules because it wasn't a rule. So, I mean, uh, no uh, shade on him or anything. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I think well, we're gonna finally get into a uh, standing so far in this second season of Legacy. All right, so we got we're gonna go over the most surprising or just I mean just a quick overview of the uh, standings here. Um, so I mean, the most surprising thing to me is. Trey has two losses. That's impressive enough in an entire season, let alone six games. Actually, t uh, seven games rather. He's five and two. Um, he started one and two, so he is on a uh, five-game winning streak or four-game winning streak rather. Mm -hmm. um, starting to get back into old Trey form, but uh, yeah, I mean he's. Struggling more than more than usual. Um, he's tied with four other five and two teams. Well, actually, okay, the, the Titans are uh, as we are recording this four and two, and about to face the one and five Jaguars. Um, and I kind of just wrote them off as have, being four, five and two. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong, Jacksonville. Um, but yeah. So then we also got. What what else? The more oh yeah. Well, I mean, in the NFC, Mayor is seven and zero for some reason. Um, <laughs> for some reason. I mean, I mean, who expected this? I mean, dude hasn't been good since <laughs> he has he hasn't he hasn't done anything since he went sixteen and zero and then lost in the divisional round like two months ago. That's or like, tough. What I don't remember it was if that was the first. No, 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 because. I think Elliot was still uh, in the league when he did that, so it must have been the first season of Madden 19, I think. But yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else do you find surprising? What else do I find surprising? I am. I I know you want me to say Trey, but I'm really I'm really not convinced that this is a. A, a down season for Trey. He's still five and two, and he lost to two solid opponents. He lost to Grady, and who else did he lose to? Kush. Kush. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, people. I know some people were freaking out about him not being in a playoff spot right now, but I mean, <laughs> it's a hard AFC. He's five and two. He won the Super Bowl, or he he got to the Super Bowl last season. So I don't. You know, like I think Trey's gonna be fine. He's gonna make the playoffs. I, I still think he'll win the division. Personally, no offense, Grady. I'm, I'm gonna make that prediction uh, over you. Um, I like the way Bobby's come out and played. I think for a second season Jets right. team, uh, that's a little shocking to me. I'm not saying that Bobby's not bad. He's good. It's just for a team that needs a full-blown rebuild in their second season it's pretty impressive con especially considering how um bad nick is struggling in pandora with the jets it's it's rather impressive he had a very good off season uh with this new york team and yeah he's come out and it's been very competitive i mean so that's, yeah. that's a shocker yeah yeah i mean bobby bobby's been pretty impressive uh, obviously up there in the top afc teams now um, I was gonna say, uh, I find it pretty surprising that Kush has two losses, um, when, and one of, one of them's not against Trey. I mean, he, he was one of the people who beat Trey. He started off 4-0. He looked to be, like, probably one of the most dominant people in the league. And, I mean, he's still one of the top AFC teams, but he, now he has two losses already. Um... He started off four and zero, and then he lost to the Chiefs, who are also five and two, um, and then lost to the Jets this last week, who are also five and two. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of competition in the AFC. Yeah, it's never That's no no like. games are easy. So, um, biggest shocker at least in 
the NFC. Obviously, we mentioned Tampa Bay. There's no, there is no doubt that any of us expected Mayor to be seven and zero. There's no, I mean, there's no doubt that none of us, you know what I'm trying to say, goddammit. Like none of us expected him to be seven and zero. Like, <laughs> honestly, but he is good. I think Mayor, <laughs> Mayor gets shit on for whatever reason, but he's <laughs> he's pretty good. He always plays everybody close. Yeah. Um, Calc is impressively six and one with that Washington football team. Uh, I thought Hop would honestly win that division. I, I thought Hop had all the momentum going into the season, and so far it's been a, a very tight race with him, uh, Calc, and Brad. So yeah, you kind of gotta. I mean, you kind of gotta put an asterisk on the uh, Washington's record just because they've uh, they also had a different user like i think calc maybe played the first two games and then we had a new and then he stepped down and uh i think um and then young simba came in and won like all his games while he was here and then calc has uh (laughs) since come back i mean not that not not that like (laughs) calc is a bad user it's just it's not we're obviously but we we have watched calc calc is a solid so I don't think. Yeah, I'm. I'm, ju- I'm just pointing out that it hasn't been all him <laughs> so far this season. Right. Um. Looking at. What about some North. surprisingly bad teams? I we talked about so, this before we recorded, but uh, Mo is one in six. <laughs> yeah. Mo. What's yeah, going what are you on, doing, bro? You got Mike Evans, D Hop, Zach Ertz, Kyler Murray, Mark Ingram, and you can't score a single point against Dallas. Is this what I'm? Is this what I'm seeing? I mean, you. Oh man, that's it. Hurts to see. It really does. Mo, you got to use Kyler uh, a little differently. You got to scramble with him more. That's what Mocha was saying. Right. <laughs> the dude has 91 speed, and I wouldn't know it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I see it twice a game when you just take up off the metal, and I don't have anyone near him. But, like, I, like you need to be doing some – get him outside the pocket, man. I Either that or just trade him for some compensation and get yourself a uh, 60 speed – throw it down deep down the field quarterback because uh i just don't think mobile quarterbacks is your style man <laughs> i mean he has a skate artist too right yeah i'm sure right i i mean geez i mean what's what do you say to that let me let me see this real quick i want to i want to go to this these stats the cardinals rank 32 yeah, he has escape artist and quick draw. And quick draw. Okay. Yeah, but quick draw's a broken ability. <laughs> he ranks twenty third in offense. With with that high, I would understand if he was one in six because he was giving up 50, 60 a game. But like, to me, like, how do you struggle? We're not harping on you, Mo. We're just. We're just kind of feeling sorry for you, in a sense. I mean, it's it's hard to be one in six with that Cardinals team. That's a really stacked fucking offense you have, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would be drooling if I had that kind of offense. Shit. Well, that is definitely a shocker, though. Uh. The Cardinals being one in six, especially after his last season, you get to the wild card the first year, and you had that incredible game we got to announce. Just a super fun game to watch, and you, I mean, even losing that game, you think you'd have momentum going into the season. It just hasn't seemed like it so far, and I don't know if it's just maybe a hangover from getting to the playoffs your last season or what but i I don't know yeah Uh, i mean i just just uh 
I mean, the person that beat him in the playoffs is also one in one in five or one in six, um, depending on if he lost this the week. Saints. Yeah. What? Yeah, Elliot has. Um, I mean, he doesn't hasn't really talked in the uh, talked in general chat much either. So you, I mean, you wouldn't know <laughs> that he's uh, having a rough time. But yeah, he is also <laughs> I think one in six, correct? He is. He's two. He's two and six. He, two and he six. Okay. So, so he did get a a win this game this week at least. But yeah, he's um he's really struggling as well, and I honestly don't blame him too much. Uh, I would be pretty demotivated if I got hit by a hurricane and then lost Alvin Kamara. <laughs> oh, he lost Kamara. Yeah. Uh, he said that Kamara was the only person he wanted to get, and then he wanted to, like, bring back, and then he lost Kamara. I thought we, like, I thought we gave him a chance to give him back, though, so I'm not really sure. Oh, it's because he didn't have enough funds. And he, so he couldn't, okay, so we couldn't sign him during the season, because the Saints just base roster didn't have enough, or didn't have enough funds to re-sign anyone. So, right. so he, uh, so he had to wait till after the season so he could let people go. And then during the resign stage, he got hit by a hurricane because he lives in New Orleans or maybe he doesn't live in New Orleans, but I'm assuming he lives near there. He's a Saints fan. Um, but yeah, uh, so he didn't really have power or anything and, um, we thought he, we were just letting him go, but then he was able to get contact with us again and ask us if he could get Kamara. And then, I I don't know, maybe he still didn't have enough cap room? But, I don't know. But, yeah, um, I'm, sure. I'm assuming he's a little bit demotivated at not having Kamara, and I, he didn't really do much the entire offseason either. Um, kind of sucks, but, yeah. It's surprising to see him go from a playoff spot. I think he, um, yeah, he won his division definitely. He had a really good record last year, and then beating Mo in the wild card round, and then to go be two in uh, two and five now. Yeah, he's yep two and five, and to, to add on to your point. Wait, so he beat uh, Philly this week? Wait, that's actually a really good win. That's well, he's lost. To, he lost to Washington. He lost to Blazing Kane. He lost to Hop. He lost to Bobby. Those are some tough to... games, though. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like. And he then he beat Brad, which is a good win. So, I mean, honestly, he might not be playing as. I mean, as bad. I mean, he just has a tough schedule. Maybe. Maybe well, he'll. I mean, uh, maybe he'll get. He'll start climbing up the ranks and be able to crawl his way back to like a wild card spot by the end of the season he's... if his schedule lightens up his schedule is iffy he plays miami next week and then he still has to play mayor twice oh so god he needs to win those games he plays you week 16 he plays kylo ren week 17 still has Oof. to play blazing kane one more time okay maybe has, not <laughs> yeah yes yeah that's not. one two three four five that's six games still on his schedule that like you really I gotta count on him for. winning completely but to add on to your point like do you remember like i would be so deflated as a user if i lost the way he lost in that divisional round game do you remember that ending it was like fourth and 27 and he was at like the 30 yard line throws an absolute prayer up to jared cook and jared cook catches it (laughs) at like the three yard line yeah and then like the next play, he absolutely chokes the game. He has like three receivers open, and he throws to the one <laughs> receiver that was being defended, and it ultimately ended up costing him the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would be so deflated as a user the next season if I lost the way he lost. I mean, it's that whole <laughs> that his whole playoff run felt like a miracle. <laughs> I wanted him to win so badly just to see Jared Cook run the table and be the best playoff receiver ever. But Jared Cook was the GOAT. Yeah, Jared Cook was insane. 
what what is up with tight ends having random breakout seasons? Like Noah Fant out of nowhere for Shep broke out. I would always see uh, duh, what's his name? God. The dude from I can't remember who I'm trying to say. Derek but, Waller. Um, I know Waller's pretty good too, but he's speedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Waller was already rated good. I don't think he's really a breakout. There is, there is somebody. I mean, that Mike Gesicki always... is a superstar for some reason at Pandora now for Bobby. Apparently, is or he really? Maybe an X Factor. I think he said. Yeah, no, he because he has an ability. <laughs> like, or I, I guess I guess superstars can have abilities too. Never mind. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just noticed that tight ends are very underappreciated in in the game of football. They they can do a lot for you. But yeah, back to back to the original conversation we were having about shocking shitty teams. <laughs> um I mean, I took over this Denver team. I'm pretty shocked that Chef is two and five, but Chef is a hot and cold player. He has proved that. So, I guess this you know, was his... uh, I'll, I'll let you finish. That's all I was gonna say. This, all this, right, this is just cold season. I was gonna say, you know who doesn't deserve to be two and four right now, or two and five, Who's... or. Did he lo- uh, did uh, Fit lose to Grady? Yes. All right. Did he lose close? It was thirty-one to nineteen. Okay, they're not that close. Um, but I feel bad for Fit. He lost by four points to the Chiefs in Week One, one point to Trey in Week Two, and then <laughs> one tu- like lost by one touchdown to the Bears in Week Three. Like, he had to play three of the toughest users in MSBA weeks one <laughs> through three. And he lost all of them by a combined score of uh, 13 points. points. Oh, 13. <laughs> I mean, since then, he I mean, he, he made solely rage quit. Uh, <laughs> and then he uh, got destroyed by uh, Kylo. And then he lost relatively close to Grady, but yeah. I mean all their yeah, all five of those losses are brutal. Yeah, all against I mean, very tough opponents. Yeah. Jeez. And he's still gotta play Trey one more time, still gotta play Grady one more time. Uh gotta play Mofasa twice. Yeah. Yeah. I, now I, he has I, to play I, I you. See that. No, does he? And he has to play <laughs> Lampart. Jesus, he has a rough schedule. <laughs> oh my god. So much he for might... getting Tyreek Hill for two first round picks. He might catch me lacking with this two and five Broncos team. I'm not sure what to expect I mean, right now. I mean, if he could do what Tyreek Hill normally does to you. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of playing Tyreek Hill. I just want <laughs> to just say that. And every time... Every league I'm in, I feel like I always have to play Kansas City every single year, and it's <laughs> super annoying. I mean, at least he's not in your division anymore, right? I'm. Is he not with? Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got traded that. to. Uh, I mean, he's still got to deal with fucking Mahomes and Hardman and Travis. Yeah, Hardman. yeah. Now Hardman's a ninety overall fucking X factor. Right. By the way, I don't know Jesus. how that happened. Um. Like, do you know how amazing it would be to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and Madden? Just a flawless oh quarterback. God. He thro- <laughs> uh, According to uh, Cool Breeze, he hasn't been playing as good this year. Okay, because we actually, we actually like, through the first, like, four games, Russell was playing like trash. Like, I didn't think I had a 99 overall quarterback. And he was complaining about the same thing. And... I mean, since then, Russ has actually played pretty good, but, um, and like last year, I had no complaints about Russell, but I don't know. Maybe it's a, I don't know. Maybe something happened with like the gameplay and tuning, 
but it feels like 99 overall quarterbacks aren't as good right now. <laughs> if if we if we want to talk about tuning, are are you? Am I allowed to go off here? Uh, I mean, sure, yeah. I am super fucking pissed off with the with the the blocking sliders. I don't care how broken they were before or like when the when Madden first launched and people and teams were running just extremely heavily. I don't care and a few people can back me up on this. What reason is there? I'm going to quote Trey here. This Trey was the one who said this. Trey was like, "What reason is there?" to have a slider set all the way down to zero or all the way up to a hundred. What reason is there? Because listen, I understand. I like the stats, the running stats. When, when the game first launched, they were ridiculous. I mean, teams were right. very run heavy. So I understand. I had the number one rushing offense with like an average offensive lineman yeah. of 72 overall. So. Both Seattle teams, yeah, in Pandora and Legacy, were number one in rushing. So I I understand turning it down, but I feel like every single game I play, if I run a, if I run a deep play or a play that's not gonna require my receiver to go, or if it requires my receiver to run a 10, 15 yard route, if I if my players don't hold the block for more than a second and a half, I'm not going to be able to get the throw off. I'm either going to get sacked or Baker Mayfield's going to throw an absolute duck. So to me, like pass blocking, like these, these sliders sort of made me change my offensive scheme and how I run things because I can't do anything without my offensive line breaking down in the matter of seconds. And I'm 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 just so sick and tired of it. Like I just don't find their I d I don't see a reason in having run blocking and pass blocking all the way down to zero, despite what we were facing at the beginning of or at launch. I'm actually just, Uh did you finish your thought? Yeah, yeah, go all ahead. Alright. I'm actually surprised you say that. Because I feel like everyone else has been complaining the opposite. Like, pass blocking's too good. What? Like, run, I think run blocking is actually pretty balanced right now. Like, people don't... Like, I stopped Jonathan Taylor to, like, three and a half yards of carry. I think I stopped another really good running back, I don't remember who it was, to a low amount of carry, or low amount of yards. Um... Shit. Uh, and that was because I sold out for the run, but so I was able to stop it. But I'm, I'm going to explain something to you. All right. The Browns' offensive line and the Browns in general. The Browns are probably one of the. They are probably the best running team in the NFL when healthy. So listen to this offensive line that I have: 78 overall left tackle, 86 overall left guard, 80 overall center, 84 overall right guard, and 80 overall right tackle. So why am I starting the game off with Nick Chubb in the backfield for five rushes and six yards? Why why am I struggling to run the football with a very good offensive line and a top two running back in the league? It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And, you know, like, if you don't have a run game going, it's very hard to get a pass game going. Right. So, like really pisses me off that my top tier Cleveland Browns offensive line doesn't do jack shit for me and I really feel like it's because the sliders are set all the way down to zero I mean come on Mocha like do you really think the sliders should be all the way down that low I well okay I was gonna I was also gonna say everyone else is complaining that the pass rush isn't getting there like <laughs> I like all all uh, all Nick was complaining about when I played him. He was complaining I have an even worse offensive line than last year. <laughs> I have a worse <laughs> offensive line. I have no starters over 80 overall. And my two starters on the left are under 70. And he only got one sack with his D-line as the Bears. And so right. he was 
And honestly, they did pass protect pretty decently, uh, even though I was under pressure a decent amount. Um, but like, that's everyone else's um, perception, I feel like. Like, Drunk's been very vocal that his D-line hasn't been getting enough pressure with, with the 49ers. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I honestly wasn't expecting you to have this opinion. I, I figured I, you would have been in the majority of people who think that the uh, no. pass blocking is too good, actually. I absolutely hate it. Hate it. And I, like, I just, as a Browns player, like, I, I feel like there's no reason for me to be struggling to run the football. I, I, I could be tweaking a little bit, but... Just the simple the simple fact that I constantly get pre- like you you talk about teams not getting pressure. I feel like every game I have to deal with a lot of pressure, no matter who I'm going up against. I don't feel like so maybe it's not the sliders, maybe it's just like Madden is fucking retarded. But like when I when I go to the sliders and I see zero pass blocking and zero run blocking. It just it just doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Or yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I I like where it's at right now. Okay, my thing is is I the run blocking feels like I mean okay as much as play to play and like analyzing how the run blocking works like it's a Madden it's terrible we all know the blocking's terrible just. Like, three-man right. rushes get there more than four-man rushes for some reason. It's really dumb. But, like, on like statistically, in previous Maddens, we, we had people getting 40 sacks a season. And we had no way to, like, stop it. And there was, getting, there was pressure on every play. And I feel like everyone's so used to that because that was how it was for, like, the previous three Maddens. That they think getting less, getting pressure on only, like, one out of every three, or, like, heavy pressure on one out of every, like, three pass plays is abnormal. But that's, like, getting pressure on one out of, on, like, 33% of pass plays is a bad offensive line. Like, bad offensive lines IRL only give up pressure on, like, one out of three passing plays. And uh, that's obviously because part of it is like i mean one of those pass plays that they don't get pressure on is is because they get the ball out too fast but like another play they'll pass protect perfectly for three seconds at least and another play they'll actually allow pressure under three seconds or something so i mean i even though i have a really bad offensive line i feel like it's pretty sim for me to only get pressured like 35 to 40 percent of the time because that's how it is irl and I feel like, 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 for example, if I when I played Nick, he was expecting to get pressure like every play because of how bad my offensive line is. But that's just not how it is. Even when you got bums up there, I mean, blocking for you, it's just they they just don't allow pressure every play. I don't. That's my personal opinion. And I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty balanced. Honestly, I'm having a lot of fun with the game this season so far. Um. I mean, I'm, at least you feel that way. <laughs> I don't know. I could just be a little salty because of my last two games, but <laughs> I don't feel like I'm having success running the football, and that's saying something with, with a Cleveland Browns team. But I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there was something else I was going to talk about. Uh, fuck. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I was, I was gonna say we shouldn't make. Um, I'll just cut this part out. But like, it's uh, we shouldn't make like predictions right now on who's gonna make the playoffs. Just, I, I was gonna say to just wrap it up. Maybe, um, who we think is gonna finish like number one in the AFC, and then another question is. Do we think Merrill finish undefeated? Um, 
Well, I'm definitely going to go with a no on Mayor finishing undefeated. No offense to the Mayor. I just don't think it's... I mean, he doesn't have a very tough schedule. I mean, we went over this, right? He only has... He has, like, Kylo. Kylo. Oh, wait, yeah. Actually, 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 yeah. Kylo, Cowboys, Bobby, Drew. Yeah, yeah it's not an easy... Yeah. but He has to drop uh, one of those games. There's no way. All right. Yeah. Um... All right, so I'm just, I'm gonna like cut back here now. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna wrap it up with a couple of questions. Just we're gonna say, um, pose the question: Will Mayor finish undefeated? He is currently eight and zero. He's currently eight and zero, uh, and with eight more games left, um, do you think he's gonna finish undefeated? No. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mayor. I, you got, I mean, for one, you got a tough schedule, but two, it's it's just really hard to go 16-0 anyways. I mean, there's always that one game of the season where you just, you simply don't play well, and I'm sure Mayor knows in the back of his mind that game is coming, but I would like to see him go 16-0. I think that would be pretty cool. It'd be kind of different. Uh, I know you mentioned him going 16 and 0 like the first season of Madden 19 and then he uh, lost in the divisional round so right. that would be also very deflating uh, but yeah I just I don't see a 16 and 0 season happening from there I agree yeah he has he has a few uh pretty tough opponents down the stretch I mean he's got um I mean the two and four Patriots, but it's now manned by Kylo, who was kind of running things in the uh, in Pandora. Um, and then he's also got the Cowboys, who are the defending Super Bowl champions. He's got Bobby with the revamped Jets. He's got Drew, who's five and two with the Dolphins right now. So he's. I feel like he's got to drop at least one of those games. Um, I think he'll drop to Hob. I. I at least if not another one i can't i don't know if he can beat hob um i think hob might uh show him up maybe even beat him by a few touchdowns um sorry mayor you can prove me wrong but uh yeah that's how i see it play now and then the other question we want to pose i mean we got a super ultra competitive uh, afc right now um, the top team currently is the six and one Raiders, and then we got a bunch of five and two, um, five and two, four and two looking teams. Um, who do you think is going to be the number one seed? Get that bye week. Number one seed. I mean, I. I'm gonna go. I think I think I'll uh, stick to what the narrative is so far and say Lampart. I mean, Lampart's obviously played at a higher level than everybody else in the AFC so far, being six and one. Uh, I'm not. I mentioned it earlier. I'm not counting out Trey. I mean, he's still five and two. I don't. I don't know why people are freaking out over him having this rough start i think he'll be at a completely fine but when i when i think about the raiders um and i let me let me go to their schedule here because i don't know exactly who they play um i know he i know he plays me he's probably gonna win that game uh, uh so he's i mean he took out grady took out brad um his only loss is the hop opening week he still has to play the chiefs twice and um oh he plays trey lampart plays trey week 11 yeah okay that'll think, be a hype game oh he's got a tough schedule looking at this right yeah i was gonna say uh they're right now i think i only trust four people to potentially finish out the season strong and uh i mean i feel like that's a lot of teams to believe in to potentially get a number one seed but um we got kush 
who's five and or six and two right now. We got Lampard, obviously. We got Trey, and then we got um, Kansas City. I feel like they all have potential, but and I was actually going to say, uh, I think either Lampard or Lampard. I think I was going to say Lampard, but then I remembered Kush, and I mean Kush has next to no competition in the rest of his schedule. Like, I'm going to call a spade a spade. He has to play Kylo after after this bye week. He has to play Kylo week 10. And then after that, he's got the Jags, the Texans, the Titans, who he just raffle stomped, then 49ers, the Bills, the Texans, and the Jags again. It's hard for me to not see Kush at least ending 13-3. and well, um, I like your point there. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it all just kind of depends on what happens or how Lampard handles the schedule. I think, I think I'll, I'll defend my fellow AFC West opponent here, and I'll, I'll stick with Lampard. I think Lampard will will pull the one seat out. However, I do think uh, y'all dumb motherfuckers take the pressure off of Trey. That's the last thing you guys want to do. Like, I if you if you guys expect Trey to have this downfall of a season and just allow him to, you know, not have as much pressure, not have as much expectations going into a playoff run, I guarantee you he will make. <laughs> All of you feel dumb. So I, I think, I think Trey's going to the Super Bowl. Honestly, still, I don't. You just like, you just like the, uh, you just like that he now has a chip on his shoulder after going one and two. It's not even that. It's just like <laughs> everybody's just sitting here like, oh, he's five and two. He's starting out bad. Like five and two is a good record, <laughs> and he's lost. Like he's lost to Grady three times now this cycle. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Like, Grady is, it's like the Baltimore-Pittsburgh rivalry in real life. Like, no matter how shitty or how good both of those teams are, they're going to play each other hard. It's just, a, it's a rivalry. So, like, that loss is, you know, it's 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 a loss, but it's nothing that we haven't seen before. And who else did he lose to? Cush? Like, we've seen yeah, not many times, but we've seen Cush beat Trey. I think only like one other time actually, and that was the NFC Championship game of Madden 20. Uh, so I don't, I'm not counting out Trey at all. I think, I think everybody's overreacting a little bit when it comes to him having a downfall or whatever. I mean, I only say, I only say Kush because of his remaining schedule, and. Trey's remaining schedule is easily the hardest out of all the other AFC uh, teams. I mean, he just beat Cincy, or I shouldn't say just say, but week six, he beat Cincy by six points, and he has to play them. He also has to play Lampart. He has to play Kansas City. He has to play Fit again, who he only beat by one point earlier. Um, he has to play Drew in week 14. He has to play Nick in week 15. He has to play Grady again in week 16. I mean, he has no, pretty much no gimme games going down the stretch. I feel like, and if he drops even one of them, then he'll be at best 13 and three, and he loses the head, the tie to tie, uh, the head to head breaker, tiebreaker with a Kush since he lost a Kush. So. That's why I'd say Kush, in my opinion. No, I agree. Like I, like I don't, I don't disagree. I don't think he's gonna get the number one seed. But when I'm saying when it comes to playoff time, like, don't be surprised when we sit up here record an episode and the predictions are Trey versus Pop or Trey versus Nick. Like it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, he's been so consistently good in the playoffs that it's just super hard to bet against him at this point. Like he is, he has put pressure on us as a part of the media team to make a bold prediction. I mean, we tried to predict uh, drunk making it to the Super Bowl in Pandora. 
and guess who made it to the Super Bowl and won? It was Trey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, what are we supposed to say? Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna be our last topic. We've been uh, we've been talking for a while now, so we're gonna wrap it up. And I mean, we'll we'll see you next time. Hopefully, we can record a podcast again soon, and then talk about Pandora next time. Catch you guys later. Yeah. Good to be back. See you next time, Mocha.